0: Wild wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day. So now what we're going to do is we're going to cover the connection between the health of your gut and um, the health of your ovaries. And what's really fascinating here too, I mean, everything's fascinating. You're going to hear the word fascinating when I talk all the time because I just get so Energized by this, because when I when I when things finally start to make sense, like click and big aha moments, it's like you know the understanding leads to the ability to create action plans, right? So it's very empowering. I came across a really cool study when I was doing my functional medicine certification. This was in the hormone module that they had studied mammals, and they showed that when there was inflammation in the lining of the gut. Okay, remember I talked about um, just recently um, how you can h- cause inflammation in the lining of the gut, that's through damaging the microbiome or damaging the lining of the gut itself or both, like one leading to the other. And um, and let's not forget environmental pollutants in that list, by the way, of things that um, can affect the health of your microbiome, okay? These studies, or this one particular study that we came across was that um, the ovaries Appear to be in fairly close. They're in fairly close proximity to the gut, actually, which is pretty interesting, right? If you think about where the ovaries sit and where the gut is, they're down in the lower abdominal cavity. There appears to be the ability of gut inflammation to directly cause inflammation of the ovaries, which is just kind of crazy if you think about it. Now, they they um, in this study they purposely caused inflammation in the gut to see. Like, and then they um, you know, they do an autopsy where they open up the um, the animal and they take out the organs and they see what happened, and they saw that the ovaries became inflamed. And there were a few theories as to why this happened in the animals, and then there's a few things that have been shown in humans to happen, okay? So the first one is that There's like the inflammation has like a spread, you know, so because they're sitting like fairly close together, the inflammation is like a fire and the inflammation just gathers steam and it starts to spread and you have this like cascade of inflammation and it can actually directly affect um, surrounding tissues. By the way, this has been shown to happen with the fat cells sitting around your gut where inflammation of the gut can cause inflammation of this, of your fat cells And when your fat cells are inflamed, they can do crazy things like pump out hormones inappropriately. So your fat cells can become hormone are hormone producing organs, by the way. Um, But they can go like get kind of crazy hormone producing uh, if they get inflamed. So that's a topic for another. So this is just showing specifically causing inflammation of the ovaries. Um, Another uh, way that it can cause inflammation of the ovaries is through, as I mentioned before the release of um, uh, things into the bloodstream through the leaky lining of the gut that should not go into our blood, into our body, and that travels through the body and then also hits the ovaries and causes inflammation in the ovaries. So that's another way. So uh, inappropriate bacteria or organisms getting into our body, um, things that should stay in our gut and not go into the body, like um, LPS, the lipopolysaccharides. Um, And then another really interesting way is through the kind of tying in when I was talking about um, blood sugar, okay, and how blood sugar is controlled by the hormone insulin. There are hormones in the lining that are actually produced in the lining of our gut, which is that this is pretty fascinating, actually. So the lining of our gut is its own um, endocrine gland. What do I mean by that? Um, Organs in our body, like Tissues in our body that produce hormones, like your um, pituitary, your thyroid, your ovaries, your testes, those, uh, your adrenal glands, those are called endocrine glands because they produce hormones within, endo, within the body, okay? The lining of the gut, so the gut, is an endocrine gland within our body. So the, um, then there's so many hormones that the lining of our gut makes for our body. And one really interesting hormone is, a class of hormones is called incretin, I-N-C-R-E-T-I-N, incretin hormones. And the production of these hormones are stimulated um, through the foods that we eat. And then those hormones get released into our body and affect the production of insulin. So the production of insulin can be affected by at least two ways that we know of right now. One is through the sugar from the fast carbs or the slow carbs getting into our body and the amount of sugar in the blood will stimulate the production of insulin from the pancreas, that endocrine gland. The other way, which I just recently came across, so I find this really fascinating, is that the gut produces its own hormones, incretin hormones, and those hormones travel to the pancreas and affect the production of insulin from the pancreas. And what they've shown is that in type two diabetics, so people who have a problem with regulating their blood sugar, that pathway is like not working anymore. So that connection between the gut and the pancreas, through a hormonal messenger, the messenger hormone incretin, gets damaged as the person becomes diabetic, has more and more issues with controlling their blood sugar, and researchers don't know why that happened. Just so you know. The gut, your gut communicates with your body tissues through hormones that it itself makes. So your gut is like an employee within your body, within the corporate structure of your body that is sending out its own emails to other employees, like telling them what to do and when to do it. And if you, if you damage the gut, if you, if that employee gets harmed, those emails no longer work. And that means it affects the functioning of other employees, like the pancreas. So very, very important to maintain the health of your microbiome and the health of the lining of your gut, because otherwise you are specifically damaging a hormone production center in your body that communicates with all of the other tissues in your body. That uh, insulin production that is triggered by interaction between your gut and your and your pancreas. If you start to make too much insulin, it that insulin goes into your brain, okay. And it activates a center of your brain called the pituitary, which is like a command center in your brain for hormone production. And if it overacts your pituitary, if it overstimulates your pituitary because you have too much insulin, your pituitary starts to make the wrong amounts of hormones. And in one case, um, it makes too much of this hormone called luteinizing hormone or LH. And what it does is it's like the pituitary gets overstimulated by too much insulin. It makes too much luteinizing hormone. The luteinizing hormone goes into the ovaries and causes too much production of what's called androgen hormones like testosterone. And the downstream effect of that for some people, women is polycystic ovarian syndrome. Okay. That's the word. That's like the extreme case of that. Um, If you, are on, if you're like a spectrum, if you think of it like, you know, there's like this, the initial stages building up all the way through to like, you have the full blown everything of that state of that um, condition, right? So at the initial stages, what that can cause is too much testosterone production in the ovaries can mean that they can't, you can't get pregnant. How You cannot get fertile if you don't have the proper um, amount of um, hormones in the right amount and the right balance being produced at the level of the ovaries or affecting the ovaries. Like kind of reverse engineering, you know, if you eat too many fast carbs that causes too much insulin production, or, and or, if you're introducing um, har- foods that harm the health of your microbiome and the lining of the gut, which then changes the communication between the gut and the pancreas causing too much insulin production as well. That changes the way your brain functions and it changes the hormones that it releases into the bloodstream, which then affects the ovaries, which then affects your fertility. Again, many roads lead to Rome on this one as well. So a lot of women out there who are, um, you know, suffering from infertility. One of the things that I would, recommend looking at is um looking at your nutrition like are you overstimulating insulin production through your diet unknowingly and you'd have to listen to previous episodes to understand what i'm speaking about here cuz i already touched on the concept of fast carbs and slow carbs and is there anything that's going through your mouth like alcohol also damages the lining of your gut and the state of your microbiome too much coffee the fast carbs, the processed foods, the chemical additives in those processed foods? Are you using things like anti-inflammatories to deal with your um, menstrual cramping and pain or your headaches and those sorts of things, right? So you just start to think about like, where in my life am I unknowingly introducing factors that are um, harming like the functioning of my tissues, So, you know, on, so some women will experience infertility. Some women will get it so that not only do they experience infertility, but they get so much testosterone or androgen and its products production that they start to develop like facial hair, um, abnormal hair, hair growth patterns. They'll have problems with um, sleep, problems with mood and problems like, and some will have cysts on the ovaries, which you can see on ultrasound. and, And that's why it's called polycystic ovarian Syndrome is, is used because it's a constellation, like a group of many things that these women experience, not just the cysts, but that's the, that's the physically visible thing to the naked eye. But what's happening on a chemistry level is that you're having too much insulin production, which causes a problem with the connection between the brain and the ovaries. Plus over time, you have insulin resistance because you're just getting too much insulin pumped out. The, the, the cells of the body start to not listen to the call of insulin, and now you, you're lacking the ability to get sugar into the cells, and that changes um, the functioning of the cells and, and kind of makes whole, um, this whole mess even worse, so to speak. There's, ins- there's too much insulin in the system. And then there's um, two, that's a hormone, right? And and then there's a resistance to insulin that develops over time. So the short-term problem plus the long-term problem, and that can lead to abnormal hormonal production in the ovaries. So that's how gut health affects hormonal health at the level of, we've discussed now, the brain, the thyroid, and the ovaries, right? And remember, if you cause inflammation in the body through the leaky gut pathway, that stimulates your body to make cortisol, which is your stress hormone. And we've covered this before, where if you, if you make too much cortisol, you're going to change the, your, your body's ability to produce other hormones that use the same building blocks to make cortisol, like progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone. And that can come from the inflammation from the gut, from the damage of the lining of your gut, the damage to your microbiome. This is so often overlooked. Even sometimes I find um, by functional medicine practitioners where they start to do things like um, they start to order all these tests and like um, do all the stool analysis and do the Dutch test, which is like a very comprehensive breakdown of like where your hormones are at. And they get really into the details of that. When really what needs to happen is a huge step back and a look at the big picture. What is this person doing day to day as part of their lifestyle, right? Their daily habits, um, how? what's their stress levels? How are they eating? How are they drinking? How are they self-medicating their sadness? You know, is it with food? Is it with alcohol? Is it with recreational drugs? Is it um, a lack of time for self-care? Is it a lack of boundaries um, with their work or in their relationships, right? Um, all of these things that add to stress, okay? Mental, physical, emotional stress. and. Rather than getting into the weeds like, oh, you have like this much of this hormone, this much of that hormone. I mean, to a certain extent, you need that information. Like, you know, functional medicine practitioners will do very detailed testing of thyroid hormones to see exactly like what kind of thyroid hormone should you be replacing while you're working to heal the thyroid. So this is a thing. Um, There often is a need to provide people with um, a hormone replacement like a thyroid hormone medication, because when your hormones are imbalanced, you feel horrible, right? So some people will take like progesterone or estrogen or testosterone or DHEA, which is the hormone that then makes estrogen and testosterone, or they'll take thyroid hormone replacements. And that is great as long as you are also taking that big step back and being like, okay, if my hormones are out of balance, 100% my gut health is not good. I mean, it's like very, it would be so unusual for someone to have hormonal imbalance and have intact gut health. Let's provide the band-aid right now so that you you have the energy to take that step back with me and look at your lifestyle and look at your daily habits. And the thing is, you, the listener, as the individual who is looking to heal your hormones, rebalance your hormones you are going to have to go through a, a massive inner awakening. Okay. It's going to be hard because y- you're going to realize that unless you came from like, goodness, if you're raised by parents who are like in this field and, and some, some like parents like have been aware of this research now for a few decades, that is very rare. Like, you know, and, and certainly that was not the case with my family and we were a very quote unquote health conscious family. We all like eat. I remember that when my dad was so into um, health, and my sisters as well, and myself, and my mom, and we went deep into like the Atkins diet and the Zones diet, like all of these different ways of eating. We were reading like all of the um, mainstream books, and you know, trying everything out. Um, but for some reason, we never came across the concept of the microbiome and the and the health of the lining of the gut. Um, And the concept of balancing insulin through blood sugar balancing, like specifically, you know, monitoring blood sugars, we never came across that. So I'm assuming you're like me, like the average standard American person who just never really was sufficiently or properly exposed to this information. And what you're going to learn, unfortunately, and it's okay, I'm holding your hand through this, you know, is that probably like 90% of what you're doing day to day that you think is healthy is actually not helping your body out. And I see this with my clients all the time. And I see this with the woman in my Facebook group. It's like truth bombs all the time. Like, oh my goodness, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. And the key with this is that as we continue this journey together um, is there's certain stages, right? So one stage, and some of you may be in the stage where it's like complete denial. I don't even want to hear this. Like, I do not want to know. That what I've been feeding myself, what I've been feeding my children, what I've been feeding my family has actually been harming us. I just, that makes me so sad. I don't even want to hear this. Okay. That's the stage of denial. All right. And that's okay. When you're ready, come back to this. All right. Come back to it when you're ready. Okay, Some of you are accepting this information. And now you're in a state of like sadness and depression and anger, maybe even like, why did the industry do this to us? Why are my doctors not telling me this? Why are they not aware? How come more people don't know about this? That's anger, sadness, fear, like what, what's going on in my body that could be happening? Okay. That is, that is absolutely okay to experience. You know, you know, take a moment after this, feel in your body, where do you feel those feelings? Where in your body does those feelings live? Is it a tightness in the chest? Is it constriction in the throat? Tension in the jaw? Tightening of the b- in the belly? You know, does your back get tense? Like where, where does that, or does your head start to constrict? Like where does that feel like for you? Feel that emotion and then let it go. Let that emotion go. Let it drain out of you and, and stay in that state of like surrender, letting it go, letting it go. And you may have to keep doing that for a while. But there's a method to my madness because if you don't let go of that emotion, you're going to stay in paralysis. You're going to stay stuck in that emotion and you're not going to get into the next crucial stage, which is action. So, what you want to do is you want to get yourself into the state of acceptance of the information, integration, and action. And you cannot take appropriate action if you are bogged down by these negative emotions. You can't achieve your higher health if you are a slave to your unhealthy habits and your negative emotions. Okay? It just, it doesn't happen. So, Get to that point, release those emotions, get through it, get into acceptance and get into action. And I promise you that as we go through this podcast journey together of educating you and, uh, you know, and wisdom is knowledge and action is that you will learn over time, everything you need to do um, in order to um, get your body to a state of vibrant health. Now, it obviously uh, requires a lot of information. And so if you're someone who's interested, like I, in my Facebook group, wild wisdom for women, what I do is every day I drip out a little bit of knowledge, like knowledge, wisdom drips, you know? Uh, And I show like, how do I incorporate this into my life? I mean, I'm a, I'm a doctorpreneur, right? I'm a mom of two vibrant, vivacious boys. My partner, my husband, he has his own business So I'm, I'm in charge of like, you know, feeding the family, organizing things like, you know, school related issues, all that stuff. Like I'm doing all the things and I'm able to maintain a healthy lifestyle, um, that I know is, um, supporting my health. And it, and it took time transitioning from habits of my previous lifestyle to my current habits. And the transition period is effortful and takes time. I a hundred percent agree with that. However. The day-to-day efforts of my current habits are not more intensive than the day-to-day habits of my previous lifestyle. They're just different. They're, they're um, focused in different on different things. So in that Facebook group, I do show like, how it is that I, I incorporate these things day-to-day as a busy mom and a busy entrepreneur, doctorpreneur. Um, and you know, I I this is what I do. I do it through this podcast. I have a YouTube video, Dr. Patricia Mills MD, um, where I put recordings of my Facebook lives. Um, I have my Patreon page where I put all of my recordings and my wild wisdom digest. Why am I sharing this information with you? Because it takes time and it takes repetition and it takes um, you know, sharing like practical tips, like practical day-to-day tips. So Um, In this podcast, what you've just learned is the knowledge. And there's still even more layers to what I just taught you. I wanted to make sure you got the foundations of it. And I wanted to raise your awareness around this issue. So I hope you found it helpful. And I look forward to sharing more about, uh, about this with you in future podcasts.
1: everyone i hope you enjoyed this episode just a reminder this podcast is for educational purposes only this podcast is not a substitute for professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional this podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services you are looking for help in your journey, it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner. If you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com to book a discovery call. You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills, MD. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode. It is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health.